You're listening to the Debunked Daily Podcast with Mike Bolton. Uncovering the truth behind the news, we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world. Welcome to episode nine of Debunked Daily. I'm your host, Mike Bolton. Wow. (laughs) So today is January 7th. 2021 and what went down yesterday was just ridiculous so the (laughs) where do I begin it's okay so basically it's it's just it's a psyop it's completely fake it's completely staged but yesterday Trump supporters storm the Capitol Hill building and, um, you know, the, the public is supposed to believe that uh, the footage from with, uh, within the building is all real. Um, it is definitely very fake. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't take a genius to, to realize that it's fake. It looks like they basically hired actors or perhaps members of Antifa to dress as Trump supporters. There's, there's something going on there. But if we... One way to look at this is to use the uh, problem-reaction-solution perspective to essentially see the bigger picture and understand why they would even do this. So essentially January 6th was going to be the announcement of... Uh, who won the the Senate, and you know they uh, they claimed that Biden had won the Senate, even though in actuality there was massive electoral fraud. So, like, don't get me wrong, there definitely were, there was a group of actual patriots and Trump supporters who went down to Capitol Hill um, to show their support um, for Trump and for basically the fabric of uh, American uh, society and democracy or the uh, constitutional republic that is America to, to stand up against electoral fraud and the fact that they've uh, basically just pushed Biden through with the use of the Dominion voting machine and other forms of electoral fraud like for example having the poll uh watchers or not the poll watchers but the uh, ballot counters in this standing 16 feet back from uh ballot counters and oh god what else they were handing out uh they were handing out uh sharpies to people in line who they thought were trump supporters in like i think it was arizona and uh, they knew that those didn't work on the ballots. The, uh, the ballot machine or counter would not read those ballots. But there were a lot of different ways. Main one being the Dominion uh, voting machine, which I've uh, come to realize also is uh, a Canadian company. And they use it for our elections too. Which makes a lot of sense because 
Although, yes, like Trudeau does have um, some supporters here in Canada, I don't think it would have uh, it would have been such a landslide uh, vote for him because honestly, there when you really take a look at uh, you know aside from just the mainstream media narrative, when you really if you were to actually poll uh, Canadians, what you would find is that the silent majority or like a lot of people are not fans of Trudeau especially now that we uh we really see just how much he has sold out our country to China and how much of a puppet to the globalists and elite he really is seems that uh he'll do anything for the uh for money and the promise of safety and security that I'm sure they've they've promised him as long as he goes along with their plan, I'm sure they've promised that he will, him and his family will be spared and will be, uh, will have all the security and all of this and that he'll be one of the, uh, the higher ups who doesn't have to take the vaccine and, or participate in any of that. So, you know, they've probably promised him that he will be the likes of like a king in the modern day world, as long as he goes along with these certain things that they need to happen. But let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to uh, these Trump supporters storming the Capitol Hill building. So if we apply a problem reaction solution perspective of, of looking at this, the problem is, or the problem that they want to create the, the illusion of or, or perspective of is that these Trump supporters, these right-wing extremists, these domestic terrorists, these white supremacists, I, in the last 24 hours, I've seen all these terms used, <laughs> that they have stormed the Capitol Hill building, you know, and, uh, and that they're like, they're dangerous and they're like, they've stormed a federal building and all of this. I, I see people like all, already on social media, the ones who like, who don't get it at all. And the sheep, essentially the state worshipers, they, they're all like, oh, how could they all this? Or the, oh, the main narrative, the main narrative was, um, if those were if those were BLM protesters, ima- just imagine what this would have... They, they would have been bullets. They would have all been shot and all this. Meanwhile, <laughs> let's, let's take a real look at what actually happened when BLM and Antifa did their thing. The riots and the looting and burning of those cities. <laughs> Very little happened. <laughs> the... Uh, like, okay, there was George Floyd, granted, right? But you have to see, you have to realize, see, George Floyd was another false flag, okay? Just like yesterday was a false flag. So it's all, it's all divide and conquer. It's all a distraction away from other things. And... 
They film it. They film it like a Hollywood film production. However, what I've noticed is they go more guerrilla style where they'll film it. They'll have like one of the uh, rioters or, for example, in yesterday's case, one of the, um, you know, supposed Trump supporters uh, storming Capitol Hill. They'll have them or another person or multiple people filming it like on just your regular camera phone and that to give it more of like a gorilla, gorilla style uh, footage, right? You can't, you can't film it all in like high quality film and then that's too, it's too obvious, right? Even though still it was so obvious to anyone who has like eyes to actually see what is, <laughs> what is going on and understands like who the real enemy is. It's super obvious how fake that was yesterday. Like, come on. We got a guy wearing a freaking uh, buffalo hat adorned with, like, horns and everything. And, and he was shirtless and tattooed and all this. <laughs> Walking through uh, the Capitol Hill building with, like... And nobody's stopping these guys. Like, they're, they're like, posing for photos and... And all of this, uh, feet up on the on the desk and everything, uh, writing a note to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> we won't back down and all this. Like, come on, come on. They have they have, they have better security than that. These like this would have there was this would never happen in actuality. But seeing how, seeing the reactions of your average person helps me personally to understand why they would create a false flag event like yesterday. They really want, um, they want to make Trump supporters look like the devil. They want to make them look like domestic terrorists, right-wing extremists. Trump supporters on the whole, though, haven't really been giving them um, enough to work with in that regard. Uh, Trump supporters on the whole, of course, you can't really make sweeping generalizations, but like on the whole, they haven't been overly violent and uh, aggressive like they so what they'll what they do instead is they hire actors and they put together these teams to pose as Trump supporters to create the illusion that the Trump supporters are wreaking havoc and uh, and that they're dangerous, they're a threat to society and all of this. And these are the reactions that I'm seeing from the uh, from the public, from the majority. Well, people on social media and such, right? Democrats, the left, whatever we want to call them, normies, the sheep. <laughs> like overall, I'm libertarian, right? Like I don't, I don't really side right or left. I think government is the problem. However, I... I cannot put my finger on on Trump. Like, don't get me wrong. Trump could be just another part of this psyop. Like, if uh, 
if it goes that deep, then like I got to give them a hand because they really, uh, they really thought everything out. But Trump kind of, to me, or he kind of seems like he's going against the grain to some degree. Like, even if we look at kind of what he did with COVID, he, we know his stance on what he thought of the virus. He even acknowledged at certain times that it was probably no more than the flu, which is closer to the truth. <laughs> we know his stance, um, although he's talked like he's, he said at certain times like, oh, the vaccine, the vaccine, uh, it's great. It's the fastest we've ever put out, out a vaccine with all this, right? There's also been times where he said not everyone's going to want to take it which is good. <laughs> good that he's acknowledging that. Uh, he also said similar things about the masks. Also addressing even the fact that like some doctors and scientists have said they don't think the masks really work. And uh, I remember some, a particular dialogue that where he was, uh, he was saying that he was at a restaurant the night before and even the server, as they were like serving the food and talking in this, was touching their mask. So, you know, unless you see, this is the thing with the masks, right? Not to get too much off topic is like, unless you're uh, using it properly, like the way someone who's trained to, or not trained, but like someone, yeah, someone in the field who knows the proper mask use. Um, and uh, you're supposed to be really, honestly, you'd be using more like the, uh, the N95, like standard, mask um not just a cloth mask right but everyone's for the for the most part going around with a cloth mask thinking that like that is helping them meanwhile it's really just cutting off your oxygen supply but he was talking about that and how like people touch their masks and they aren't keeping them clean and then they're wearing them not to mention they're touching their masks they're touching like plates food all like this kind of thing, right? So it also, even like if we're just thinking logically as well, it uh, kind of gives people a false sense of illusion that they're so protected in all this, right? Not to mention that masks have been known to cause uh, something called brown lung uh, disease because you're essentially just breathing in your own uh, carbon dioxide, right? You don't have to be a fucking doctor to, <laughs> to, to figure some of this stuff out, by the way. Like that's, I know that in 2020 and now 2021, that's kind of like the big thing. It's like, oh, I so say you're a doctor. Cause like, oh, you think that you're qualified to speak on this? Well, no, as a human uh, and a citizen of uh, this country or any country. Yeah. I'm allowed to, uh, I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to do my own research. And I'm, uh, it also helps that I can do research that's uh, by doctors who don't agree with the, uh, mainstream propped up puppet um technocratic individuals who have been propped up into these positions like dr fauci and Teresa tam and they're the only people who are qualified to talk on this subject these top doctors <laughs> anyway trump you know he had uh he went more cent uh centered on his opinion on the vaccines, the masks, 
lockdowns. He said we can't have a lot. We can't have um, a a cure than that is worse than the virus. Like we can't we can't have lockdowns destroy the economy and society just to try and cure or like to stop stop the spread supposed spread of a virus with a 0.02 infection fatality rate if you're under the age of 70. He's acknowledged these things. He also cut off funding to the World Health Organization. That says a lot as well, because, for example, even in the beginning, they didn't report to the United States that this virus was spreading, supposedly, supposedly. I'm not... uh, Just for the record, (laughs) I'm not QAnon (laughs) in my beliefs on what is happening here. Not really of that like full on ideology. However, I believe that Trump may be trying to do some good. I see him as sort of like a JFK type figure. Only in that, like, he, in order to become president, he had to, at some point, be or be associated with the Illuminati and the sort of hierarchical system, right? He had to, at some point, be part of that uh, or go along with that or at least agree to follow their rules or something like that. But If you look at his history and kind of see how he came up and you hear interviews with him back in the day as well, you'll sometimes hear when he was, when he was younger, he was even hinting towards the fact that there was, that there were problems. There was corruption. You'll hear him say things like there's a lot of, a lot of bad people in power and and that uh, he'll, he's also expressed that some of his friends wanted him to step into that role of president to sort of take care of some, uh, some, some business and uh, maybe take care of some, some people, take care of some corruption going on. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I'm not naive in this regard. I, I, I don't dismiss anything. I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not bought in on the, uh, the Q narrative, though, QAnon. But I do believe there is a small chance that he could actually be trying to do some good. He's more of a nationalist. He's not really a globalist. There's also... A speech that he did at, um, I believe it was at Davos, which would have been in front of uh, all of the bureaucrats, the globalists, the the banksters, the elite. Um, it would have been in front of them, and he said, "The future is not for." I'm paraphrasing here. The future is not for globalists. The future is for patriots. Now, that's quite a message to send to, uh, to that group of people, like essentially addressing the World Economic Forum, United Nations, politicians, bureaucrats, 
and saying that when they're all down for that like globalist like agenda 2030 or slash agenda 21 um they're all down for that and you're saying the future is not for globalists or globalism the future is for patriots saying that like I'm basically not going to go along with your globalist plans. It, um, it just does not, um, they wouldn't allow this kind of messaging. They're the, the globalists are not a fan of Trump. They don't like this, the varying messaging messages that he puts out of nationalism, patriotism, choice like choice between whether wearing a mask or not like it's your choice uh, also with the vaccine it's your choice uh, lockdowns ineffective cutting off funding to the the world health organization not being down for all of the uh supposed like climate change solutions and all this that like biden is down for like solar energy and all this no carbon footprint taxing people on on uh, carbon and all this like and Trump is also pro bringing jobs back to America so unless that's all part of the psyop and that Trump is just playing the role of a patriot I don't dismiss that either he could just be a an amazing actor <laughs> and yeah that could that could be what's going on right but what I don't what I don't like is that your average citizen, right, whether it's Canadian or American, they they have all these opinions on Trump. Well, it's and they're not their own. Like they just know orange men bad. They have they have that whole belief that's been pumped into them. But they've never actually taken the time to hear Trump actually speak um, in length about any of his policies or what he stands for. They don't know anything about Trump. All they do is they read the headlines and then they form their entire opinion off of that. And you can see that they've also just gone along with this false flag event that happened yesterday, January 6th. The Trump supporters storming the Capitol Hill building and they, they fully bought that. They fully bought it. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing some of them. They're, uh, they're questioning, like, it, you know, that it doesn't, look, it doesn't look real. I don't know. Like, it looks kind of staged in that, right? But your real hardcore Democrats, hardcore, like, leftist, social justice warrior type, and they fully bought it, fully bought it, and... <laughs> Anyone who, like, again, the most common messaging I've seen from these people is kind of that, like, if that was BLM, there would have been bullets. They would have been shot. Yeah. Um, and they also have no clue th- that George Floyd was another, like, false flag psyop event. Um, Again, though, problem, reaction, solution. So they create this problem, right-wing extremists slash white supremacist Trump supporters 
invade or storm the Capitol Hill building. This is, this is, uh, oh, they're, they're trying to steal our democracy and all this. Like they'll reframe it that it's the Trump supporters and Trump who are trying to take over America in a dictatorship type fashion. When in reality, the person who's actually doing that is Biden. And Biden's being funded by China and all of this because they want Biden in power. They've China has stolen the Democratic Party. They own them completely. And through the Democratic Party, they if they get their way, they will be able to they will be able to essentially take take control of America on a political level. It's very, <laughs> very scary stuff if, if, that, if they're actually able to accomplish that. Think about China. Think about, uh, think about how they are politically and as a society. A, they're essentially just your most like basic communist dictatorship, full-on surveillance police state. Um, they, they already apparently have a social credit score over there. They're already implementing things like uh, having to have a health pass. You know, we all know that that's where they want to go with this COVID shit. They want everyone to have to walk around with a uh, health pass to prove that you've taken the vaccine in order to even enter, like, for example, a grocery store or the cinema or to board a flight. That's what they want. And of course, I've already covered in other podcasts, the masks are a stepping stone because first you get people used to having to wear a mask in order to enter the grocery store. Then you get them used to the idea that they're going to have to take, they're going to have to like comply and take the vaccine in order to enter the, the grocery store. When in, in actuality, if they had like the choice to take the vaccine or not, a lot of people would say, I don't want the vaccine. Um, you're talking about a virus that has a 99.98 survival rate. I think I'm going to trust my immune system. <laughs> I think your average logical person, whether they've gone down the rabbit hole or not, would probably at least come to that. Uh, I'm just going to trust my immune system on this one. I'm, I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah. So it, they, instead of making it a choice thing, they obviously are going to make it more of a bribe or better yet, an ultimatum for people. Well, you want to, it's not mandatory. It's not mandatory, but you might need to take it if you ever want to be able to buy food again. But it's not mandatory, you know? <laughs> you just also need it if you want to like be able, be able to fly overseas and visit your family that lives in a different country. <laughs> you know, um, anyway, yeah, you can tell, you can tell by the reaction of the people in like the mainstream public, like majority, uh, you can tell by watching their reaction sometimes why this problem, this orchestrated false flag was, was created, why it was orchestrated. 
and just judging by the reactions that I'm seeing, it really seems that they're kind of going for like a, again, they're making it a racial thing. Notice as well, every single quote unquote supposed Trump supporter that was that stormed the Capitol Hill building was white. When in reality, <laughs> mainstream media would never, uh, they never, they never show you this, but Trump actually has like a lot of black supporters now. Trump has a lot of Hispanic supporters now, but they don't, they don't ever want to talk about that. They don't want to, they don't want to show you that. Um, black people who have, or African Americans, uh, you know, just to be a little more PC, <laughs> um, black Americans who have, uh, realized that the democratic party, especially now and Biden, <laughs> Charlemagne, if, if, if you don't know whether you're voting for me or Trump, you ain't black, you know? Mr. Racist himself, Biden. Biden's so fucking racist. Look at his history. I don't want my, I don't want my children going to a, a racial ju- a school that's a racial jungle. There we go. I kind of got the Biden accent a little bit on that, on that one. Yeah, he said like multiple things throughout his political career that are just like so racist. Try actually finding a little project for you. <laughs> Try actually finding footage of, uh, of Trump saying something that's actually racist. It's pretty hard. I don't actually think it really exists. Like he's, um, had times throughout his political career, career since 2016, where he said things about immigration, wanting uh, stronger borders and that kind of thing, or the, oh, you know, the, the left, the Democrats, they, they tried to call it a Muslim ban when he, uh, when he stopped certain Middle Eastern countries from being able to fly into America for a little bit of time. You know, it's important for the leader of a country to be able to sometimes make judgment calls on things like that. Uh, Sometimes for the safety of the citizens. But they make everything out to be that Trump is a racist, right? But they've never, not once have they talked about Biden's colorful uh, political career and all of the racial statements he made, he made throughout his political career, especially in the 70s and 80s. My God, guy wasn't even holding back, dropping the, uh, the N-word and everything. I think his exact line was... Uh, I know what's best for the the Negro or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And people have no idea about this stuff. But what I was going to say is those black people in America who have woken up and, and know that the Democratic Party hasn't been serving them for a lot of years right now and uh, has thrown a lot of their people in jail... And all these things busted them for like marijuana possession, fucking life in jail for marijuana. And Kamala Harris also was a big part of that too. 
I think Biden pa- also passed a uh, a bill that was um, very much to do with um, with throwing black people in jail, essentially. Um, yeah, the black people in America who have woken up to that and um, sort of chose Trump or over Biden and are Trump supporters, they're they're quite awake. They're quite awake to to what's going on. I mean, like, to me, the most awake you can be politically is to just be, like, libertarian or pretty much like an anarchist. Uh, anarchy, when we, when we hear that word, we think of just, like, complete, like, uh, unruly, like, dangerous people who are just, like, um, like almost like terrorists, (laughs) but anarchy actually means without government. So really, truly speaking, being an anarchist just means that you're, you're against the state. You are not cool with the essentially almost, uh, slavery, debt slavery and, and control that the state currently has over the people. And at the very least, what you want as like a libertarian or anarchist is at least smaller government. We want to take away the percentage of power that the state currently holds and weigh that back so that the people are rightfully in power again, if I can even say again, (laughs) if we ever have been, but basically tip the scale so that more of the power is in the people's hand. And then rightfully so the government can serve us, the people, not the other way around, which is kind of how it's been for a while now. But problem reaction solution, they create this false flag event yesterday. Trump supporters storming Capitol Hill. The reaction, all racially based, like these people are white supremacists. Do you want to you want to see what white privilege looks like? This is white privilege: being able to break into a federal building and not being shot dead. See the narrative. Now you see the narrative. And now just think to yourself that yesterday's event was completely staged staged, and it was paid actors in that building. Like I would bet my life on that. (laughs) So problem reaction. Now this is the most, you know, this is the interesting part. What's the solution? What's the solution that they are going to present? Well, We already know what the solution is. Like they want Trump completely out of office. So what they're going to try and do, since they don't really want to um, just let the election continue as is, and then like the rightful president to be announced on the 20th, um, they they want to speed up that process. They want to basically just 
uh, impeach Trump, get him out of office now so they don't have to go through that process. Because they know that Biden didn't actually win. Well, we, anyone who's really thinking about this honestly knows that Biden didn't actually win. So instead, they'd like to just kick Trump out of office. That's going to be the solution. White supremacists and right-wing extremists storm the Capitol Hill building. This is a threat to our democracy uh, and uh, a threat to a threat to government. But more importantly, it's a threat to the people and a threat to democracy. And that's why we need to kick Trump out because he encouraged his followers and supporters to do this yesterday. Now, there is one part of yesterday that was real. There were like actual patriots and Trump supporters that did show up to the Capitol Hill building. But they were on the outside. Because I've seen footage on the outside and everything on the outside looks pretty legit. Except for one video where you actually see like they had gates and they had like they had a, a bunch of these like basically paid actors that were gated off to begin with and then they, they kind of just let them like open the gates and like make their way into the building very staged looking but the uh yeah no the patriots and trump supporters on the outside that was real you know they were there to uh essentially stand up for America and they just, you know, they want a free and fair election process to take place and not what, uh, what has happened up to date. So the solution is going to be, uh, trying to kick Trump out of the office early and and then, yeah, and, and then put uh, Biden in the, uh, the role of president. Because they kind of need, well, they don't just kind of, they need Biden. They need Biden in that role as president in order to be able to do, to continue with the agenda. Like, why do you think they've been trying to get Trump out of office since 2016? <laughs> I am not a Republican per se. I am not even really necessarily a Trump supporter. However, what I see, I see the potential that he could actually be trying to do some good and that in some way he could actually be sort of going against the grain, kind of a renegade, uh, not a career politician who has made his way in and is to some degree trying to protect America. There is a little bit of potential for that. I, I see a bit of potential for that. Not, I'm not queuing on, <laughs> but I see a little bit of potential for that. Now, we're also in a position now where, like, this is, there's, there's war at play here. India and China are already 
at war. Not sure if, if a lot of people know that. Um, yeah, I even tuned in one day I because uh, I wanted to kind of test. Well, I wanted to look at some world news to see how other countries were talking about COVID and everything that's going on. And I, I ended up stumbling across a uh, Indian news channel that was uh, talking about how India and China were like at war in their uh, at like high um high altitudes in like the indian and chinese like mountains and this and that um yeah so there's already war happening in the world well i mean it has been on and off here and there for a while but like india and china are at war and then you also have uh we have Chinese troops on Canadian soil. Uh, Trudeau has essentially just let them kind of camp out here and probably use Canada as an invasion point on America. And I also just heard, I'm not going to go too in-depth on, on this, but I also just heard apparently there are bunkers in the States that are holding Chinese troops and that yesterday or the day before Americans actually bombed those bunkers those Chinese or these bunkers that have been set up for the Chinese on American soil so another thing as well aside from just divide and conquer and building up that racial tension with yesterday's Trump supporters on Capitol Hill a lot of the time when they do these things, it's also as a distraction method, telling you to look over here while something else is happening behind the scenes. I'm going to read an article, though, just to kind of show you. I see CNN is kind of like the most, if you really want to see how they're manipulating the, the public on a mainstream level, just read any article by CNN. So I'm going to read you a little article from CNN to really show you this reactionary narrative that they're setting up for the public to buy into. Okay, so here is, here's the article. This is by CNN. C, okay, so headline, CNN's Van Jones claims treatment of Trump supporters at Capitol is an unbelievable statement about race in this country. So, trying to get that race in there right off the bat. CNN's Van Jones said that there is a double standard between how the supporters of President Trump, who stormed the U.S. Capitol, were treated compared to black protesters during this past summer. If you're black, if you're progressive, the price of protesting is you go to jail for it, Jones said. To watch a completely lawless band of traitors and insurrections go and tear up the Capitol is an unbelievable statement about race in this country. Now, remember, these are, again, I would bet my life on it. These are fucking paid actors. <laughs> There's so, one of the dudes was wearing a name tag. <laughs> like, what is this, like a, a freaking lunch meetup, like a business meet or something like that? The guy's wearing a, a name tag with a lanyard in this. <laughs> um, okay, so this article continues. 
if you're black, if you're progressive, the price of protesting is you go to jail. Okay, that's the same quote. To watch a completely lawless band of traitors and insurrections go and tear up the Capitol is an unbelievable statement about race in this country. Jones' comments came in response to host Allison Camarado saying that the peaceful protesters in Lafayette Square this summer were pepper sprayed before curfew. One of the most sickening things was when our minds hearkened back to this summer and thinking about what happened to these peaceful protesters in Lafayette Square. They were pepper sprayed before curfew, Camarada said, and then to see treatment that this marauding mob got or didn't get, how do we square that? Now, that's not... They called them peaceful protesters all summer, even as they're burning down cities. There is even one scene where a uh, black reporter from CNN is standing in front of a backdrop where the city is literally burning. And the headline of that was mostly peaceful protests in Kenosha. (laughs) How do you even fathom the idea that those were peaceful protests? Anyway, um... A June protest of police brutality in Washington, D.C.'s Lafayette Park, was broken up by U.S. Park Police and National Guard troops through the use of tear gas. Shortly after, Trump emerged along with daughter Ivanka and her husband, Jared Kushner, as well as then-Attorney General William Barr to visit the historic St. John's Episcopal Church that had recently been vandalized during protests. We have the great country, we have the greatest country in the world, Trump said, as he held a Bible. Keep it nice and safe. Well, seems like a reasonable request, no? And also keep in mind that the deep state cabal, elite, ruling class, Illuminati, whatever we want to call them, the banksters, they aren't going to send in the National Guard when they've orchestrated uh, a bunch of paid actors and Antifa dressed as Trump supporters to storm the inside of the Capitol Hill building. So there was a couple scenes. There's even one scene that's like such a setup. You can just see it. It's like a black security guard running upstairs with his little mask down in his chin. Okay, running up the stairs away from a, uh, a supposed mob of angry white nationalist Trump supporting white supremacists chasing the men. And it's just like, it's totally meant, it's just race baiting. It's, it's meant to get everyone, get that divide and conquer going, right? Thankfully, I don't know if, I know one thing for sure, the silent majority, I don't think... I, I I want to have faith that people aren't just watching this and thinking that this is this is actually happening. <laughs> like, and I've spoken with a few people, even some uh, you know non non uh, truther types, and like just but just who are generally like a little more awake than the uh, majority and such. And they even said like, yeah, that that looks staged. So I was really happy. I was just speaking with a woman today who isn't what I would call a, uh, well, 
you know, she's into the whole like holistic food and um, health and all of that. So sometimes, sometimes those people, they've, they come across like they know that the mainstream media narrative is usually lies and that kind of thing too, because they know that because of the food that we're sold in our grocery stores and all this that basically contain pesticides and like just a bunch of like corn fillers and all these things. They know that if the mainstream media is lying about the food that we eat, that they're probably lying about other things too. So she's kind of like awake in that way. But, you know, she also knows that there's a uh, bigger agenda going on with what happened yesterday and it it looked very staged. So... We have the greatest country in the world. Trump said, as he held a Bible, keep it nice and safe. Jones responded by saying that the message to black Americans is that they can be beaten for jaywalking or shopping in a store. But this band of white traitors go and tear up the Capitol building and walk out. My God, you, do you see the narrative that they are trying to build in people? And I'm telling you, they're getting some of them. They're getting some of them. I saw a post just yesterday where a dude who I actually, uh, I really like the dude. I have a lot of respect for him. He's a super cool guy. Um, I've hung out with him a couple times and, and this. And, and before COVID and before all this bullshit, like, I, I, still think he's, I still think he's a great guy in all this. I just wish that, like... Like yesterday, he went off. He's he's half black, uh, half black, half white, uh, well mixed, and he went off yesterday with this this same narrative of like if this was BLM pro- uh, protesters, they would have been shot dead and all this. And it's just like I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, like, did you watch the videos? Did you did you did you look at these pictures? You got pe- like pe- these guys these supposed Trump supporters, actors, posing for pictures with their feet up on the desks and stuff or like stealing art or like taking uh, art and like uh, memorabilia and this off the walls and like posing with it. It's like, you really think they'd be able to get away with that? It was meant to just make it seem this like this exact narrative that they're setting up that white people can just get away with anything in this country. This whole white privilege white supremacist, right-wing extremist narrative. And then what, they're, what they'll also do, what they've been doing for, for so long now, like this, like all of 2020, is that they also then associate like anyone who, for example, doesn't want to wear a mask. They're trying to call anyone who doesn't want to wear a mask or is anti-lockdown or is anti-vaccine they're just trying to make it, they're trying to polarize it so that all those people are looped in to this like group of like right wing extremist, white privileged, white supremacist, uh, conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and what that also accomplishes as well is that anyone who's on the fence, who's like, you know, kind of like skeptical about COVID and the whole agenda and all this. They also don't want to be just a complete weirdo. So, you know, we know that humans want to fit in, right? Like, remember peer pressure, right? The whole idea of peer pressure in school and 
wanting to fit in and be liked by your peers and all of that, that is a very large part of the human brain on an evolutionary programmed level wants to be liked and accepted because we used to be, we used to travel in tribes and groups of about 50 people. And if you weren't liked in your tribe, and if you did something wrong and you pissed the tribe and more, and also more particularly the leaders of the tribe, if you pissed them off, you would get a fucking boulder dropped on your head. Okay. There's, and that's why we are evolutionary, evolutionarily programmed or hardwired to want to be liked by our peers. <laughs> now, I think that the higher level of thinking, once you uh, understand this, like I'm not going to try and tell you that I don't like to be accepted, at least on some level by like my peers or something. But uh, I, a lot more than a lot of people I know, I actually, I also really don't care. Like I have my... Uh, core group of friends and family and like I guess I care what they think of me on some level but I don't give a fuck what a stranger thinks about me someone who thinks they know who I am and they think they they can sum me up or whatever like I've I've had people uh, you know since COVID began anytime, anytime I've expressed an opinion in, in this regard, they, they love playing that, uh, the white privilege card, the, you know, that, oh, because I hold these beliefs, because I, um, for example, believe that Adamson barbecue, uh, that I was fully in support of him opening his, uh, his doors and pushing back against unjustified lockdowns for a virus with a supposed 0.02 infection fatality rate, that I'm in full support of him doing that, oh, that I must be a racist, a white supremacist, a right-wing extremist, a conspiracy theorist, that I'm, my privilege is showing. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what these people think because I know how off the mark they are. They are lost souls they are lost souls they're complete they are just a product product of this con- control grid matrix system that we are a part of they don't they can't they lack the ability to even think for themselves they do not form their own thoughts i haven't really watched television in like 10 years like, like I'll occasionally watch a bit of something or I'll watch like a really good movie or something like that. But that's, you know, me handpicking a movie. And I'm also kind of picky with what I like to watch. Uh, I don't just like to turn on like stupid action movies that are just like two hours of, of just like people blowing each other up with no plot line. If it's got a plot line, maybe that's another story. Like, you know, I like a James Bond flick as much as the next guy or, you know, Braveheart is a personal favorite. But I'm very selective in terms of what I watch. And I have been aware for a very long time, I think, of like when something just 
doesn't seem right and you know they're trying to kind of like program a certain messaging or narrative into you as a person all the sitcoms they have like they have this kind of stuff trying to program different ideologies into people make people feel a certain way or believe a certain thing so you know i haven't really watched television for the last 10 years and that seems to be something that uh, a lot of truthers or quote-unquote conspiracy theorists and such awake people um it seems to be a common denominator across the board um yeah anyway (laughs) let's continue with this article um they were escorted out jones continued they should all be in jail right now jones went on to say that Police made the mistake of letting people go and will now have to depend on pictures to figure out who they are and arrest them. You had them, Jones said. Capitol Police were seemingly caught by surprise when a large group of Trump supporters descended on Capitol Hill and began forcing their way into the building. Lawmakers were rushed to secure locations while D.C. Metro Police and other law enforcement agencies rushed in to assist. Rioters were eventually able to gain access to the Senate chamber and the office of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi before tear gas and smoke grenades were used to clear the area. One woman, identified as 35-year-old Ashley Elizabeth Babbitt, was fatally shot by Capitol Police. Okay, so now you already know where I stand. (laughs) I fully believe that these were actors and the whole thing was staged but even if it wasn't if it wasn't okay if by a small small person like you know uh percentage or probability that this this was actually real okay these were actual trump supporters and uh patriots who have uh, that that managed to get inside the capitol hill building then we would also have to accept that what this uh, CNN um, reporter is saying also doesn't really add up as well because one woman identified as 35-year-old Ashley Elizabeth Babbitt was fatally shot by Capitol Police when she tried to gain access to the House chamber. Another three rioters died of what police described as medical emergencies. Okay, so, well, if it's real... And we have people saying that if it was BLM, they would have been arrested or shot. Well, if this is real, and I don't think it's real, then this woman was shot. Now, I saw the video clip of this woman supposedly being shot. It doesn't look real. (laughs) It doesn't look real. Like, there is a gunshot, and then you see her, like, kind of fall back and then the next moment later there's there's blood um you also don't see blood on this woman for like quite a period of time and then then the camera pans down again and now all of a sudden she has blood on her where if someone was shot i'm pretty sure you'd see blood pretty quick and even the reactions of like the other supposed rioters beside her 
their reaction just seems so fake, so canned, like, oh my God, it's a gunshot. Oh, she's been shot. Oh, like there's no like alarm in their, like it's it just, they, there's no alarm in their voice. They don't seem upset or anything. If Okay, so if I'm in a place and let's say I'm a, uh, a, a patriot, whatever, did I, did I just stormed this federal building and one of my fellow patriots gets shot i'm gonna have <laughs> i'm gonna have quite a reaction quite an emotional reaction like it it just didn't add up they were like oh oh, oh my god wow oh it's a, gu- a, a gunshot da, 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 da. they just seemed it seemed you should be able to tell <laughs> if you're if you have any ability of discernment at all should be able to tell when something just doesn't sound real. Like when it sounds like it's been, it's acted. And this sounded like very acted to me. <clears throat> yeah, so that's, that's also the whole article there. So it's really funny too. I guess um, some of these people who are saying if if it was BLM, there would have been bullets, there would have been people shot, there would have been people taken to jail. I, I guess if you're also like believing that these weren't actors, then you should also look at the fact that supposedly this Ashley Elizabeth Babbitt woman was fatally shot. But I don't believe it. Like I, I think it was staged. It looks very staged to me. It looks like another George Floyd event. I know. It's also tough to wrap your uh, head around the fact that George Floyd um, was a uh, orchestrated false flag event that kicked off the whole summer of uh, rioting and um, peaceful protests <laughs> by BLM and, and Antifa and uh, burning down cities and all of that, right? Um, before what they do in war, before they ever fire, uh, fire a, a bullet or a missile, is they usually try and destabilize a country. And um, really, COVID-19 was like the Trojan horse, right? Because that destabilizes, like that affects your economy right off the bat. It gets, every, it gets all the civilians, all the citizens um, in a state of panic. You can lock them down in their homes. Uh, it begins as like psychological warfare. And that's COVID-19 is like massive, massive uh, psychological warfare on people. It's really not fair, <laughs> to say the least. It's, uh, it's been an incredibly traumatic um, experience, I think, as, as well, I think, for, for so many people. Like this, you know, suicide is up exponentially because of this as well. And um, the tactics of COVID-19, all of the uh, social distancing and lockdowns and all that, it's really more like um, war-style uh, torture tactics. It's self-isolation. And, uh, you know, you don't, 
want people like even like the idea of like hugging people and all of this has been ma- made to be like something weird and like something that spreads germs and all this. So you want to cut off the human connection. You don't want people, you, you know, you want to break people down with the masks as well, because it's been proven that uh, you have ancient civilizations even realize this, that if you make someone wear a mask, it uh, defeats them as a person. It breaks down them down as a person, as an individual identity, it strips them of their identity. So all of this is like the destabilization and psychological warfare before the actual war begins. And then you also have Chinese troops on Canadian soil and bunkers in the states of Chinese troops, which supposedly were bombed by American military. And, uh, oh my God, I have a lot of research to do in that regard. That, for sure, is going to be another episode. Uh, I, I need to get into uh, talking about what is going on with these Chinese troops on Canadian and American soil. But I... Uh, I was even going to try and speak about this uh, yesterday, about the whole um, Trump supporters storming Capitol Hill. I was going to try and throw a podcast together yesterday and, and talk about that. But like, I, as it was happening, I was like, what the, what the hell is going on? And I couldn't, and I'm like, I can't talk about this today. I, I don't know enough yet. And all I really know more today, all I really know today is that it looks very staged and I have no doubt that this is just another false flag and a way of trying to kick Trump out of office before January 20th. Anyway, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Debunk Daily. I will also say, and this will also be an episode in the future as well, you guys have to look into... If you have any sort of disposable income at all, any money right now that's just on the side, not doing anything, and you don't need it uh, for, you know, regular expenses and that kind of thing within the next, like, you know, three to six months, if you have that kind of disposable income on the side, I would highly recommend looking into cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, for example, Ethereum, and all the different altcoins that are out there right now, look into those, do your research and due diligence on cryptocurrency, because cryptocurrency right now is exploding. Bitcoin just hit 40,000, 40,000 US dollars, 40,000 US dollars. Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin's all-time high in 2017-2018 was uh, just below 20,000. I believe it was 19,600. Now, 40,000. And I will not be surprised if it also continues on to 50,000. And then within the next couple years, you know, 2021, 2022... I would not be surprised if Bitcoin hits 100,000. And I'm not just pulling these numbers out of my ass. Uh, A lot of macroeconomists and cryptocurrency experts 
are saying numbers like that. And some are saying even higher for the long term. Numbers like 250K per Bitcoin. And some people even think it could go to a million. But it hit 40,000 US dollars. So as people are losing faith in the US dollar, and uh, I mean, also the Canadian dollar for that matter, and when really the only uh, sovereign currency that uh, is probably looking like it has a prosperous future is the Chinese yuan, because they're doing well, right? Uh, it, like, it looks like, you know, they might become the new world reserve currency. So, uh, you know, Xi Ping, I'm sure right now is just grinning from ear to ear with all of the stuff going on right now, right? And with the Chinese yuan gaining momentum and gaining in, in value with every new event that happens in America and the, you know, destabilization and economic collapse is going on right now. So... You got to look into cryptocurrency, especially especially for the, the long term as well as because we're going to go into in like not just inflation. It's probably going to be a hyperinflation situation and the dollar is not going to be worth what it is worth right now. It's going to be like people will be showing up with wheelbarrows of U.S. dollars in order to purchase their groceries. <laughs> That's kind of like the Venezuela, and well, that's what happened in Venezuela and Zimbabwe, right? Their money just went to complete shit. It wasn't, it wasn't worth anything. It's like not even worth the paper that it's written on. So they're trying to, you know, send the U.S. and, and Canada and all this into economic collapse. And with that, we'll go our currencies, our dollars, right? So you're going to want something to protect your money, if you have any kind of money on the side that you want to protect, I would recommend either cryptocurrency. If you want to go really safe, you buy Bitcoin. If you want to go more risky and, you know, the potential of more exponential growth, you go with small cap altcoins. Some of the ones that uh, me and my buddy who's uh, also now very into cryptocurrency. Some of the ones that we are most interested in are Theta. Theta is a video streaming platform. And the coin itself is like a utility token that's part of this Theta network, uh, Theta TV video streaming. And Theta is also a a way with the video streaming platform that it offers, people can also rent out their bandwidth to other users on the Theta TV network and they rent out their internet bandwidth for others to use, which provides a more seamless uh, video streaming quality. So this is essentially like, it's kind of revolutionary in that people will now be able to kind of share and rent out their internet capacity to other users and earn. Yes, earn. <laughs> you earn money for renting out your bandwidth. So during the day, if you're out and you're not using your internet and you want to rent it out, you earn T-Fuel, which is Theta's like little sister token, T-Fuel, 
and that T fuel can be converted into dollars and all of this, right? But you earn that T fuel for renting out your bandwidth. So you're making money just for sort of like loaning out that space for other users on the Theta TV platform. So this is real, like this would be like in investing in the internet itself back when the internet was just getting started. It's like that. It's kind of that revolutionary. And we've already, since we originally bought into Theta, although for myself, I didn't hold my position the whole way up to where it's at right now. I sold off at certain points. I always kept a little bit of Theta. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> there was a point where I had completely sold off all of my Theta into other cryptocurrency projects. But then I reinvested again at a slightly higher price, but it's, oh, I've, I've made a, I've made a lot of profit off of Theta, but like I originally, my first purchase was when Theta was about 20 to 30 cents USD, US dollar. Um, and now it is hovering around $2 and it's had a high of $2 and 40 cents. So what is that? That is like a, at $2.40, if we consider that I purchased, made my first purchase, it will just say 30 cents. That is an 8X ROI. 8X from 30 cents to $2.40. Again, I sold off at certain points. Um, I was selling kind of like the whole way up, like when it hit like 60 cents, you know, I had doubled my money. So I sold off some there, probably sold again at 70 cents, 80 cents, selling off like percentages. And then I, I had sold off all of my theta at about $1.20. And then I've like reinvested uh, at $1.59 and rode, rode $1.59 up to $2.40. Uh, now it's, you know, hovering around $2.00. Theta, some of the people that, some of the cryptocurrency experts that we follow, that we watch for advice, some people predict that Theta could be a 10, 20, or even $80 cryptocurrency token within 2021 or by 2022. Uh, it's conservative to say that Theta will be a $10 token, which right now with it being at $2 would be a 5x return on Theta. So Theta is one to take a look at. Uh, Chainlink is one to take a look at. I won't talk, I won't go into depth uh, or go in depth on what Chainlink is all about right now. Uh, another one is um, Zilliqa. Zilliqa is like a super fast um, transaction time um, coin that you can send to people very quickly. But also they have a partnership with uh, the Singapore government in terms of developing a stable coin that the Singapore dollar will, be, will run on. So big things happening with that. And then they also offer a, uh, a service in which you can have a, an internet, like a, a website, website domain that would be um, you know, uh, whatever you want it to be called, .zil, zilica.zil. 
And the thing about these, uh, their domains, these Zillica domains, is that they're unmutable, meaning your website can't be shut down in any way. So, because it's on the blockchain. So that's another benefit of Zillica. Theta, Chainlink, Zillica, um, Stellar Lumens, also another fa- fast transacting uh, cryptocurrency, Stellar Lumens. Digibyte, <laughs> XRP. <laughs> there's uh, anyway. There's a lot of them, and uh, if you want any advice on that, I can I can definitely like tell you some of the, what I know. Of course, it's not financial advice, but I can tell you what I'm doing, and you can kind of form your own decisions from there. Um, cryptocurrency is one place to look. The other place to look is silver and gold. Silver and gold are both going to do very well. And silver and gold, they're the go-to. They're the go-to in situations of civil unrest, destabilization, economic collapse, war. <laughs> Basically, anything, that, anything going wrong in the world, when, when, play, uh, when nations are in turmoil... The smart money takes, they take their money out of currencies and they look for other places to put their money. They need safe havens. They look for safe haven hard assets to put their money in. And the go-to for thousands of years now has been silver and gold. Gold is the tried and true. It doesn't have as much industrial Um, uses gold is primarily you know for jewelry that kind of thing but gold is also the ultimate store of value it's also the precious metal that the banksters the central bankers and all of this that they like to hoard and that they like to hold so they like gold but then silver silver has all of these industrial uses for example, even the smartphone that you are holding in your hand right now or that, that you own, it can, it, the microchip or the, uh, the actual um, the motherboard in your phone is partially made up of silver. I also know that Tesla actually puts an entire kilo of silver into every one of their cars in the actual mechanics and wiring of the Tesla cars, silver, because it's a highly conductive metal. So the world and industry and the economy heavily relies on silver and all of its uses. And silver is also, it has all of the jewelry type traits and visual appeal of gold. But they've really allowed gold to maintain and achieve its actual uh, price in value where they've purposely, the bankers, they've kept the price of silver. They've held it down through various short positions that they hold. They've kept the price of silver down. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One of them 
being partnerships that they probably have with industry to keep that price of silver down so that these uh, industrial corporations can get silver on the cheap. And then they prop up the value of gold. They want people to think that gold is the one that you have to buy and that silver is just like silver's not a good investment or silver's too volatile or whatever. But when it comes to turmoil, when it comes to these crisis type situations, you know, economic collapse and all of this, silver is the one that experiences more exponential growth than gold. So if you want maximum ROI or maximum, maximum exponential growth on your money, Silver's kind of the way to go. Gold is really good for the long term, though. Gold, when you look at gold historically over time, although it goes in waves and it oscillates over time, for the most part, it just continues up and up and up and up. Meaning that even with as inflation happens, your dollar loses value, but the money you invested in gold continues to gain in value. And that's what allows you to protect your wealth. Anyway, just that I'd also drop that little, uh, little, little tip at the end in regards to, because we're like, we're right on the cusp of, there's more coming down the pipeline. I mean, like with, with what just happened yesterday at the Capitol Hill and all this, we can see that they're they're not slowing down going into 2021. They're, uh, they're definitely looking to escalate things further. They have more events planned. And silver, gold, and cryptocurrency are going to skyrocket as a result of this because people are losing faith in the system and losing faith in the dollar. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Debunked Daily. Stay strong, keep spreading the word, and I'll catch you in the next one.